0: Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, you'll have ad-free episodes, and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love, linked in the show notes.
1: The community has been great to me because there's always something we can do. You know, there's always a connection we can make. What's strong about L.A. is the
0: people. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are L.A. Tech. Today's episode shout out goes to Sebastian Tanner. Sebastian, thank you so much for being part of the, we are LA tech community and doing these awesome tech day events annually. You're incredible to this tech community globally and in Los Angeles. Really appreciate you celebrating the, we are LA tech community, listening to the podcast, engaging with us on social. Be sure to say hello to Sebastian on Twitter at S E B underscore T A N N E R. That's S E B underscore t-a-n-n-e-r tell them you found him via we are la tech join thousands of people in la tech on our we are la tech facebook group where you can discover events job opportunities and even housing go to we are la tech.com community we'll take you straight there that's we are tech.com community so i've been off social media for about a week and a half something happened and I just wanted to be offline. I wanted to just have more space for my brain. (laughs) And whoa, I feel like my brain's been healing. It's weird. It's like, I didn't expect this. I didn't stop being on social media for an intentional like social media is unhealthy reason. I just needed space. And, but in the time that I've been taking offline and not completely offline because I've been working. So just really, you know, social media browsing and all this kind of stuff, it literally feels like my brain's healing. I have more space for thoughts. I know that that sounds so corny saying it out loud, but I feel like we have so many distractions, there's no space to process anymore, to just reflect and process. And so I'm really loving seeing how my actions are different and my kind of impulses are different when my default isn't to check Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or any of this, I took them all off, or TikTok. And that time is filled with maybe an Audible book or just quiet or cooking or something, you know? I don't know, maybe this is all cheesy. Anyway, I recommend a little social media detox if you can do it, even for just a couple days or 72 hours, like it's been really, 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 really nice. And it's made me kind of step back and think, where do I want? social media to fit into my life. I think I, one of the things that inspired me is I was listening to a Meghan Markle interview on the podcast, Teenage Therapy. And she talked about like how social media tells us what we wanna see rather than us deciding how we wanna utilize it. And she's like, but we can choose. The choice is ours to decide how we wanna utilize social. We don't have to let social dictate to us how it should be used and what what we see, like removing customized ads and this kind of stuff. Just I use a plugin called Facebook and Twitter Newsfeed Eradicator, and that helps a ton to not get distracted. and okay, enjoy the next episode. Bye.
2: Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast, spotlighting LA tech companies and talent so you can quickly immerse yourself into the startup culture here. My name is Rachel Espiritu, director at Toolbox LA, and I'm your guest host on today's episode. Toolbox LA is Southern California's largest innovation lab. So excited to feature our guest today. We have Anuj Bala, founder of Service Mob. So excited to have you here. Thank you for being on the show.
1: Oh, it's great. Thank you for having me.
2: So, go ahead, I guess, introduce yourself, uh, your role, and your company. Tell us about what you do.
1: Well, uh, my name is Anuj Bala. I'm the founder and CEO of Service Mob. And we are an enterprise software tech company that is really trying to make customer service not suck so bad. You know, customer service is uh, is the bane of existence for a lot of people. And we're trying to make software to make it easier not only for operators but also for end users. So when you need service, you know, hopefully you're going to be touching some part of our software either in the background or the automation or the operation you're calling will be using our software as well.
2: Awesome. And tell us a little bit about your role with the company.
1: Well, you know, I'm the founder and you know, I started this uh, when I was a grad student uh, a few years ago back at MIT. And you know, uh, really into AI and machine learning. Prior to my time at MIT, I was uh, a consultant with Accenture, uh, leading their customer service analytics practice. And you know, we worked with companies all over the globe. Not only kind of the big banks and telecoms, but also you know the, the, the new tech companies: Google, Facebook, Amazon we would work with them to really try to say, how does a digitally forward customer experience really look like? And how could we use software to enable those experiences? And what we found out quickly was that the reason why customer service is so painful is that it's really based on a lot of disparate data that doesn't really come together, doesn't really work for the end customer. It's more operation centric than customer centric. And as a result, we created software to really drive more centricity in how we deal with customers. Everything from empathy to, you know, what are faster, more efficient ways we can work with customers to really respect the customer's time.
2: And so as a founder, what does your day-to-day look like?
1: Oh, my day-to-day is, is uh, you know, knee-deep in data. It's uh, talking to customers and clients. It's working with my team, uh, everyone from product and engineering, uh, business development. It's it's a challenging time right now. We understand for a lot of companies, but in the era of COVID, customer services are actually up across the board. Wait times are getting longer because the demand for non-in-person service is, is increasing. And we're seeing that in in new sectors as well, not just calling your cable company, but also in health insurance uh, and in new areas, you know, that we didn't really expect before, like buying a car. That's something that a lot of people used to do in person. But now, you know, there's new experiences that are really being driven through the more digital channels that really start from our smartphone.
2: Yeah, that's exciting. And so where in L.A. are you and your company based?
1: Uh, we're actually based in downtown L.A. We're out at 7th and Flower, so we're kind of representing the the we WeWork uh, down here. And uh, we also have offices in Irvine. Our original location was in Santa Monica, so we miss Santa Monica. We love the beach, but, you know, downtown L.A. is so central. Amazing place when you have people from all over L.A., uh, and traffic is, is uh, a big deal. It's a great place to kind of bring people together. And it's, I think, one of the coolest spots in the country right now in terms of growth and arts and, you know, best coffee. I think great coffee down in L.A. So
2: <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love downtown, especially the arts district. And right where you're at, Flower. that's such a cool area too. So right in the middle of the action. Cool. And so what about yourself? Are you from L.A.?
1: No, I'm originally from the East Coast, so uh, I I hail from the New York area, so Metro New York City. So I lived in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut at different times in my early life. Came out west to go to school at uh, UC Berkeley. So I I do have love for the Bay, but I think you know Southern California has got its uh, own uniqueness, its own charm, and we're loving it down here. So you know I think obviously one of the best places you can be. Weather-wise, first of all, but on top of that, in, in terms of the tech scene, the venture scene, startups, you know, there's really uh, no other place I'd rather be right now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And so why L.A. and not other cities like San Francisco?
1: Well, like I said, I love San Francisco, but, you know, I think L.A. is very unique in the sense that, one, I think it, it represents all walks of life. I think it's it's very diverse as a market. There's also more flexibility here. I think livability is better. You know, if you think of quality of life in San Francisco and the Bay Area right now, it's, uh, you know, you can't get a a garage for under two and a half million dollars up there. So, you know, it's important that you have uh, workers that are happy workers that, you know, can actually pay their rent. And especially working at startups, that's a big deal. You know, that makes a difference in your runway, makes a difference in, in how much money uh, you have to raise and equity you have to give up. So, and then on top of that, I think LA is an amazing ecosystem. It was already top of the world when it came to entertainment. But as you see entertainment and tech really merging, think about, you know, Comcast Universal, at and Time Warner, um, think of uh, Disney, you know, a conglomerate that you know has ABC and ESPN, uh, and then you combine that with Amazon, you combine that with Netflix. They're all coming down here for a reason, and I think that you know when it comes to augmented reality, virtual reality, the arts kind of merging with tech, that's really created a rich ecosystem of talent. And throw that with the UCs, UCLA. U.C. Irvine, uh, U.C. San Diego in the Southland, uh, Riverside, USC, of course. We have some of the best uh, Caltech, some of the best engineering schools. So when you're looking for tech talent and really trying to start a company, um, having those magnets where you're getting some of the best engineers in the world, I think L.A. is really second to none. I think we probably graduate more engineers than the Bay Area.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In terms of research and development, university, LA is definitely top notch. And so you talked a little bit about finance and money. And so is your company self funded or VC backed? We are
1: venture backed. Um, you know, we're backed by Mucker Capital. So they're actually out in Santa Monica. We actually uh, have a Bay Area investor, Big Sur Ventures, um, as well. Yeah. You know, uh, we love the ecosystem down here. I think VC has a different brand and meaning in LA than I think San Francisco. I really do believe for the most part, I mean every firm is different, but here in LA, I believe that VCs are really looking to understand, you know, companies, they're looking at founders a little bit closer. They are really trying to go on the journey with you and really understand your company and and really offer to, you know, see, is there a match? Can they improve? Can they grow with you as you go through that journey? Whereas other places, you know, and not to, you know, make generalizations, but, you know, I think when you do have a lot of money similar to like the Bay Area, you could sometimes feel like a number, like they're playing a numbers game you know, let's, you know, let's invest in 100 companies and hope that one or two become kind of the next Uber or the next, you know, Airbnb. And that's an approach. But from a founder friendly perspective, it's definitely more valuable to have VCs that, you know, really understand your business and are there to kind of be with you for the long haul.
2: And how many people are on your team?
1: we're nine people now so you know we've grown considerably in the last few years and you know 2017 is really when we kind of got off to the races and started but like i said COVID is is has actually you know increased the demand for customer services and so you know what we're seeing is a lot a lot of companies are now seeking us out so in some ways you know there is hesitation in the market to spend but in other ways more of a desire to spend on the right things and i think you know in an era that that's uncertain that's a little bit more volatile companies are are looking to invest in technologies where they can build better relationships with customers and i think we fall you know within that category
2: yeah absolutely it's cool to hear of a company that has found the silver lining during the pandemic where you know things kind of you know work out and so it's really cool to hear that. And I'm sure there's not just, you know, a series of circumstances that has helped you scale. How else have you scaled the company?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, not a lot of sleep. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, no, you know, and I think it's important. It's it's a lot of times through networking, it's getting yourself out there. You know, again, another great part of the LA ecosystem you know, at least in pre-COVID times is that, you know, we have great weather. There's a lot of events. There's a lot of activity. There's so much going on here. That community is very powerful. And I think, you know, founders really do have to get out there. They have to find, you know, folks that, you know, are willing to help them out and, and really try to address a real need in the marketplace. And, you know, if if you do those things, uh, business you know, you're lucky sometimes if business finds you, but you know, I think to the founders out there, you have to find the business, especially when you're starting. So, you know, we're we're still there. We still have to get our name out there. We still have to, you know, meet folks and understand the problems that they're having. And luckily LA provides an amazing ecosystem of a lot of great companies where you know, you can you can understand those needs and hopefully deliver a product or service that you know they're willing to buy from you.
2: And so you mentioned uh, a little bit about the beginnings, but love to hear more about what inspired this company.
1: Yeah, you know what's what's interesting is that I was at a lot of uh, major tech companies, companies like Google, and I realized that customer service has been the same for a long time. You know, you know it's amazing that we call into customer service and we still get this annoying robot to do that, <laughs> yeah. to do this press one, to do that press two. You know, please listen carefully while we drive you crazy. Yeah. Like that's the, that's, that's what's going on. And you know, we wait 30 minutes, 40 minutes to get to somebody and we hope that they can answer our question. We just came out with like, there has to be a better way to do this. You know, at the time in 2016, 2017, when I first had the idea, I'm like, you know, technology should be able to solve some of these problems. Why are we waiting on hold when we can have bots that wait for us? Why are we listening to nine options five levels deep on this phone tree menu when we could see that visually in our smartphone. We learned 50 times faster with our eyes than our ears, so we could tap through the menus. Why are we uh, going through that entire painful process only to kind of come out on the other side uh, with somebody who, you know, may or may not know who we are? They may, you know, they they make us jump through hoops and make us repeat ourselves, Uh, you know. And a lot of it is because the tools that they have in the contact center aren't great in customer service. And the information that we're providing is not amazing, you know, and, and a lot of it is if we can create technology that makes facilitating a person talking to a business in a much more natural, easy way, we can solve a lot of those problems piece by piece, experience by experience. And and that's been our goal the whole time is, you know, trying to figure out respecting ultimately the end customer's time. You know, we're all busy people, a lot of people have family, friends, events that they have to do and go through. The last thing you want is, you know, being, you know, sitting there on hold listening to bad elevator music from the DMV. You know, right. we need to, you know, f- there has to be a better way. And then, you know, now in 2020, we have the technology to fix all these problems, so the status quo should fall. We should do something that could really, you know, what I believe, change the world. I think there's three certainties in life: debt, taxes, and like a distant third is customer service. Uh, yeah. <laughs> whether you're rich or poor, whether you're you know born into a great family or you know you're you're born like let's say Bill Gates or Warren Buffett, or you know you're born poor. Um, There are things that you have to do to validate that you are you for your own products, for your own services. It's not something that anyone can escape. And we waste so much time in this arena. My whole thought was if we can raise all boats, we could really do something that affects everyone. This is really something that does affect everyone. Everyone loses, I think Time Magazine said, 13 hours per year on hold that the average American spends just waiting for the next available agent. There's a lot more we can do with that time.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> you know? so, yeah.
1: So we're here to you know, help people reclaim that. And you know, that's, that's what we're trying to do.
2: And so how has LA helped accelerate your company and career growth?
1: I think, you know, one, I, I was saying the VCs, I think the VC ecosystem is great. I also think that companies are very open to helping other local companies, right? I think there's a spirit of, you know, community here that's, that is a little bit more unique than other places. As a consultant, I traveled 48 weeks of the year to many great cities across this country. LA is a very diverse marketplace. We have you know big banks, we have you know financial services, we have telecom, we have high tech, we have media and entertainment. you know having contacts within that ecosystem, it's been amazing to see how many people are willing to help willing to you know jump in and, and do what they what they can to help you find a new customer or a new investor or a new partnership. And I think that the local ecosystem has been absolutely amazing in helping facilitate that.
2: Yeah, I'd 100% agree. LA definitely does have a great community spirit and feel so proud of, of our community here. So what LA tech companies or talent have you come across lately that have really impressed you?
1: Oh, wow. I mean, that's a great question. There's so many, there's so many amazing companies out there right now. You know, one is a great company. I know a good friend of mine, Amanda Latifi at Have to Have, she's doing an amazing stuff, bringing offline and online retail technology together. So, you know, imagine a digital memory board for, you know, uh, in-person shopping and I think she's changing the game in retail. It's one of those things where, you know, can you create a more di- you know digital physical experience, right? When you're out there shopping, and uh, can you kind of capture the data of how we try on clothes or how we, you know, are interested in certain products that are on the shelf. And she's doing an amazing job uh, with, with what's going on there. Uh, you don't have to have, you know, another, I'm trying to think of it, you know, so, so many great companies here, Jake Liu and the guys at Outer, right? Fantastic company. They're, you know, I think they're using a lot of the local resources here in LA to kind of redefine luxury out like outdoor furniture right um, they they were uh i think they were recently a shark tank and got you know some investment out there and really cool company one of the fastest growing companies in america so jake and his his uh his group there they're just crushing it and re, you know kind of redefining that whole genre of out outdoor furniture and using LA's unique ecosystem of manufacturing. If you, you know, if some folks know about kind of the LA furniture world, you know, using the local resources of manufacturing to kind of make that real and make that happen. So, really cool stuff that's going on.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. And a lot of people don't know that LA is the number one, you know, manufacturing city in the nation. So that's another fun fact. As far as your favorite tech tools, tell us about that. What do you use? What do you like? Wow, you know,
1: I'll tell you one of my favorite things. You know, I, everyone's gonna say Zoom and Slack and all this stuff. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's hardware. You know, I, I actually got this thing. So I, I love you know whiteboards, right? And so I got this new toy called uh, the Remarkable. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it it kind of makes you know, writing, it's kind of a digital tablet, but it feels like paper when you're writing. And so I kind of use it as a kind of digital whiteboard to really map out ideas and, and anything you draw, you can save to, you know, digitally, right? To PDFs and indexable and searchable and all that stuff. So it's, it's like literally one of my favorite things right now. That and I also like, I'll throw in one other shout out to Bose. Uh, You know, the the speaker company, you know, that's making really cool stuff, but they have these new shades where (laughs) you can you're like literally the only one who can hear it. Like no anyone who's a foot away from you can't hear, you know, the music or sound around you. So you can, you know, kind of use some of their new soundware as uh, super cool stuff as you're walking or exercising I think a lot of people are kind of walking outdoors, getting exercise during COVID uh, since we're cooped up a lot of times in our houses. So it's a great way to kind of get out and listen to your music, kind of walk freely. But you could still kind of hear the ambient noise that's out there. So it's it's super cool, uh, super cool technology.
2: That's cool. I'm going to have to check those out. It sounds good. And if you had one ask of the community, what would it be?
1: Help each other. I mean, being a founder, being an entrepreneur is, you know, I think for those of, that are listening out there, it could be a lonely experience. You know, you're going to hit really tough decisions, especially in tough times. You know, like I said, um, the community has been great to me because there's always something we can do. You know, there's always a connection we can make. What's strong about LA is the people. The people here are amazing. And, you know, we all know different people in our network that could be a potential customer or could be a potential partner or an investor. You know, reach out. Um, and I, I always tell folks, you know, reach out to me. You know, if there's any way I could be helpful to the founder community, you know, I want to be, because I, I hope that other people do that for me as well. You know, it's it's really hard to, to build a great company alone And, you know, part of what we have going on, part of our strategic advantage is that we are in LA. And I think the more that we're able to kind of utilize that community to help each other, you know, that's what I would, you know, urge founders to do, not just, you know, uh, passively, but proactively.
2: Love that. And how can people connect with you?
1: You know, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, so that's a great way. Uh, also, you know, uh, I encourage, you know, folks, if, if they want to connect, send me an email. I read all my emails. I'm old school, I guess. <laughs> nice. yeah. But uh, Anuj at uh, Servicemob.com. So that's totally fine. You know, send me an email. Uh, I always like to make new friends and make new connections.
2: Well, great. Thank you so much, Anuj, for joining us today.
1: Thank you. No, really appreciate it. It was really fun being here. I appreciate it. This is Anuj Bala, founder and CEO of Service Mob, leading software for service access and analytics using artificial intelligence out of downtown LA. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech.
2: Hi, this is Arlen Hamilton, author of It's About Damn Time, How to Turn Being Underestimated into Your Greatest Advantage. And you're listening to We are LA Tech.
0: I feel so grateful I've had the privilege of getting an advanced copy of Arlen Hamilton's new book, It's About Dan Time. She is one of the most inspiring venture capitalists I've ever come across. Her story, from having absolutely nothing and being completely broke, to being one of the most influential venture capitalists in the world, blows my mind and her book is insanely well written right when i picked it up i didn't want to put it down she teaches me and us how to become the asset how to be our best selves and how to be a person that not only creates opportunity for ourselves but creates an abundance of opportunity for others i'm so proud to share her book with you and i hope you'll pick it up and i know for sure you'll be just as riveted as i was with each page you turn
2: get it's about damn time at it's
0: The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Isfri Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo.
1: Edited by Corey Jennings.
0: Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by
2: Sarah Tran.
0: Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.